Well, we know about his talent. He's a gifted young man, isn't he? Dylan Gibbons, of course. He rode a Group 1 winner earlier this year for Mar Eustace, the Sydney Cup on Explosive Jack. He smothered the horse up about midfield and presented him, and he chased down Matthew Smith's horse, True Marvel. Kathy O'Hara got a bit of a shock, actually. Thought, where did that horse come from? So, yeah, Dylan Gibbons, of course, he started riding in 2020 in July, and his first winner was at Coffs Harbour. I think it was the 8th of August, horse called Ocean Ruler. And it's a lovely to chat with him. How are you, Dylan? I'm good, thanks. Now, were you good? Were you sleep, given, you know, you're riding one of the leading chances for the Tab Everest, Buenos Snotches? Were you sleep on Friday night? Yeah, I think so. Track work and staying busy sort of knocks the wind out of me, so <laughs> hopefully I can. You're probably in the process of doing the horse's form, replays and your rival's form. There's a lot of work that goes into particularly races like this. Yeah, exactly. Look, most of the horses, yeah, when you watch all the big races, they've been in them, so there's, there's not really too much you need to go back and, and find. You know, you should know these horses inside out, and it's just a matter of going back and refreshing. And, and now the draw's there, just trying to anticipate where everyone's going to be in the run. I just watched a replay of the Sydney Cup this morning. Obviously, you got quite excited past the post with the fist in the air and that sort of thing. I can understand that. Yeah, yeah, it's obviously my first group one. So, um, yeah, most people put out a cheeky salute when they win a group one. So, near the moment, sort of took over and carried on a little bit for a couple of strides there. You outrode your claim earlier this year as well, Dylan? Yeah, yeah, that's all the claims done. So I've still got a bit less than a year to go in my apprenticeship with no claims. So I've um, got to sort of do it do it the tough way now with no claim and, and be on a level par with everyone else. It must be great having uh, Chris Lees as your master. He's not only a very astute, obviously, but he's a great guy as well, isn't he, to deal with? Yeah, he's been great my whole career. Um, if you could have said to me you can go back in time and start it somewhere else, I'd still pick Chris. So... um. Yeah, he's been great for my career, and as long as uh, as well as a few other people. But he's obviously been been a main factor, and I wouldn't be where I am today without him. Including your dad, who you obviously your best mates with your dad. He's been a great role model for you, Dylan. Yeah, I've pretty much based everything off dad. Really, I spent so much time going the races with him and seeing the ups and downs, and and spent a lot of time travelling as well. So um, there wasn't too much that came as a shock when I started riding because I experience as much as I could going to the races with Dad and we've obviously built a, a great bond over them years, spending so much time together and, and now we share the same job. It's um, pretty special. At what age did you, th- you think you were going to be a jockey? Uh, I never thought of anything else. So um, as far back as I can remember, I don't think there was ever a point I said I was going to be a jockey. I just assumed I was and and just went about it from there. I had a one-track mind the whole way and yeah, I never gave anything else a second thought. Where was your dad the day that you won the Sydney Cup? Uh, he was at Newcastle Races, so um, sadly he wasn't there on the day, but uh, I, I had a couple close friends and my partner there with me, so um, yeah, it was it was a shame he, he couldn't be there, but you know, from all reports, the, the Newcastle jockey's room got pretty rowdy and they, they nearly knocked the um, dryer that was stuck on the wall off in excitement. So it um, would have been cool to see that, but um, no, I think that's still had a great time. And that's something that's noticeable. We've talked about your relationship with these other apprentices. Uh, you're, all, you're all very close. Yeah, look, it's, it's not an easy job and you know, it makes it easier when you've, when you've got some friends to lean on during the way. So um, we're, we're all at the same stage and going through the same thing. So we can lean on, lean on each other if we're having a bit of a bad run or not having a great day. So, um, look, the days the days would be a lot harder if I didn't have them boys there, that's for sure. Yeah, and you're around 21 years of age, Dylan? 
Yeah, 21. I turn 22 October 22nd. Yeah. So your dad's going to be there, is he, on the weekend? Yeah, yeah. He's given himself a day off Saturday, so um, he'll be there in attendance as, as well as pretty much everyone else in my family and then some close friends as well. So um, fingers crossed. What advice, what advice has your dad given you riding in this $20 million race? No, nothing really. He just, he just always says to just keep doing what I'm doing and, and not change anything. So he doesn't say too much. He just lets me go about my business. How have you moulded your style since you started, Dylan? Oh, look, it's sort of hard being, obviously, a, a tall jockey. There's not too many tall jockeys you can look at, but there's bits and pieces I've taken from everyone's game. I even at one point was going back and watching Ty England's old replays because he was very tall, but he looked so good on them. So I sort of try and just nitpick, nit, nitpick bits and pieces from um, everyone's game and just mould into my own style. Your dad's with us, actually. <laughs> oh, beautiful. How are you, Andrew? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, Very good. Good. You must be just, um, you know, obviously your son, you've had a lot to do with it as well, but just the way he's progressed and, you know, um, he's regarded as one of the best young riders in the country right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, people keep saying I've had a lot to do with it, but I, I don't like to take any credit at all for it. So it's all been his hard work. I've just guided him at the start and he's... um. He's took the reins and, uh, and and done the rest himself. But um, I don't deserve any of the credit for where he's got to now. He's, no, um, I probably disagree, and I reckon Dylan would as well. <laughs> no, honestly, I said I'll just guide. I think the same with any apprentice, really. You can't tell them exactly how it is. It's a game where you need to feel your, find your own way and uh, make, learn from your mistakes and things like that. So that's all I've done is just guide him and, and obviously... He's, he's had to make mistakes along the way, but um, he, he's kept them to a minimum, which has been good, and um, that's why he's got to this high level so fast. Yeah. Dylan, you, you like to ride, is it the left hand, your preferred hand? Yeah, well, it's just sort of the way we go, so it was just something from the start most people told me to stick with, and, yeah, just from there, it's just the way you, you work with, but I need to use the right I can too, so it's just the just natural way we go, and it's the outside hand, so there's nothing really too much to that. So when did you actually make finally make contact with your dad after you won the Sydney Cup? Was it on the mobile pretty quickly? Yeah, he was the first person I rang on the way home. So um, once I eventually finished the day and got out of there, that was the first one I, I rang on the way home. You would have been going crazy there in the jockey's room, was it Newcastle, Andrew, you said? Yeah, yeah. Well, there'd been a couple of Sundays prior to that when he rode um, Montefiore and the like, and he got close and um, and hadn't quite got there and... And the sad day before, actually, we um, we both rode in the Doncaster and we sort of both thought there was some hope and, and neither of us got there. But, um, yeah, it was um, one of them ones. I, I thought the horse had run well. Um, didn't really think he, he could win it. But, um, yeah, right he gave it. And as the race progressed, um, myself and quite a few of the other boys, we uh, we got pretty loud that last so long. And, of course, you work together as well with Chris Lees. You've been an integral part of that operation, Andrew, for such a long time yourself. Yeah, I've rode, I've rode for Chris for a long time. He, yeah, he's been a very important part of my career and um, obviously that's where the connection came and um, and, and I was the one that approached um, Chris about taking Dylan on, which, um, yeah, he was more than happy to. So it, it worked out good. So he, he fitted into a, a role where um, at a place that I, I was sort of well established at and uh, made his life a bit easier. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some of his apprentices over the years. Of course, I think Cameron Swan, who, is work, who works with him, he's been with him a long time now as his assistant Cameron, trainer. For Cameron him. was actually apprentice to his father. He was apprentice to Max. Oh, was. was he? Yeah, but um, more recent times, he had Sammy Clinton, who was quite successful. 
He's had, he's had quite a few others, and um, yeah, everyone that seems to come through, Chris's um, stable, always seem to have a lot of luck because they get the right support. And Dylan, are you happy, uh, obviously, to, to, you know, have you got some goals? Obviously, you're very ambitious, uh, what you'd like to do in the future, maybe travel internationally or even interstate to get some more experience? Yeah, I'd love to ride all over the world and especially other states in Australia. So, um, yeah, the more I can tick off the bucket list, the better. So whatever opportunities come my way, I'll, I'll be more than happy to grab them with both hands. You mentioned uh, you're quite tall. What about weight in the future? No, I ride um, 53 quite naturally and I'm getting a little bit older now so I wouldn't think there's too much more growing in me. So um, I can ride 53 without having to sort of waste or anything so that obviously brings 52 and even 51 if need be into play. So, um, yeah, I've got no weight issues. Andrew, back to your first ride. It was in 94. Do you remember it at Newcastle? A horse called Andy Handout. That was my first winner. My first ride was a couple of weeks before that a horse put into play. But, yeah, that was my first winner. I think it was my sixth race ride. Yeah, I do remember it quite clearly. Yeah, you've had over 15,000 rides. You're actually coming up to 16,000 rides. Yeah, right. I didn't know that. But, um, yeah, not surprising. I've been in the game for a while now and been lucky enough to, um, obviously, everyone has injuries, but I've sort of probably been minimal compared to most of my injuries, sort of. So I've been lucky that way, so I've been able to rack up the rides, yeah. Yeah, you've ridden four, over 440 winners for Chris Lees. Yeah, he's been he's been great, actually. I do recall the, the 400th winner for him was um, a couple of seasons ago at, at Canterbury, um, so that was nice to, to, to do it with a Metro winner. But, um, yeah, it'd be nice if I can rack up that um, 500 soon. Yeah, and Andrew, um, Andrew, just in regards to the better horses that you've ridden throughout your career, is there one particular horse that you fell in love with throughout your career so far? Oh, not really. I've been lucky enough to be associated with quite a lot of good horses. I, I haven't been able to uh, win any major races like Dylan has, but um, I've, I've played a little part, little role in some good horses that, that have come through Chris's, like um, Samantha Miss, I, I rode her in a couple of trials, and um, also with Paul Perry, I raced twice here in Fast Rock and a bit of work in trials, but I said that um, I was just playing a small role in their careers, but it was always nice to... Um, Association with them good horses. We're only talking about Fastnet Rock yesterday with the guy that's handling the Willie Mullins horses in Victoria. That absurd that's a leading chance in the Melbourne Cups by Fastnet Rock. So, an amazing sire. Yeah, he's been a, he's been a freak, hasn't he? He's a absolute gentleman of a horse and was loaded with ability and he, yeah, he's take, he's took it to the breeding guard as well. Yeah, Dylan, how long? How many times have you been over this race in your head with bonus notches? Tell us what you're thinking here, how it might play out for him on the weekend. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it hasn't stopped going through my head, but it's going to be a bit tempo-related. I'm just not sure if there's much pressure in the race or how quick overpass will go. So um, much as I'm I'm doing a lot of thinking about it, it's really going to come down to once them gates open and I can assess the pressure and the speed of the race because um, we're, we're predicted to get a nice fast track. So if um, if you're too far back, you're probably nearly out of play if there's not a hot speed on. So... um. Yeah, it's it's probably hard to really lock in a plan at a minute. I'm, it's probably going to come down to how my horse jumps and where he puts himself in the run and going from there. And last start, he just wasn't the best out of the gates, but he was sectionally brilliant when he got clear behind Private Eye, Dylan. Yeah, he's probably never been good out of the gates. It's probably one of his faults, but he, he seems to be getting better and better each time. And obviously, come grand final day, we'll just give him a bit more of a squeeze to just try and get him, get him up on the bridle a bit sooner. But yeah, he's, if he puts himself close enough or... They run along for him. He can he can rip off the sectionals needed to run him down. He, he's, he's loaded with ability and he, he's just a very nice horse to be yeah. associated with. Of course, he was brilliant in the show, County. You got on him that particular day. How did you get the ride on this horse? 
Yeah, Matt just pulled me aside probably uh, a couple of weeks before that and, and just said that him and the owners were looking to try and get someone who'd be able to stick with the horse for the preparation and um, through obviously Matt's support and kicking up for me and then obviously the owners were happy enough to get on board. They were I was fortunate enough to get booked for him first up and obviously with the plan in mind to stick with him for the preparation and try and get him to the Everest. So um, so I put on my best salesman pants and tried to sell him as best I could to get in the race and fortunately enough he did. And you rode him in a trial, just ticked him over recently since that last run in the shorts, Dylan? Yeah, just let him have a little cruise around and dashed up the last two furlongs and um, it's probably the best he's felt so far and his work Tuesday morning was um, sensational, so... He couldn't be going any better going into Sunday. Yeah. And he's the most inexpensive horse in the race as well, $40,000. Yeah, it's crazy. You wouldn't mind a few more of them. <laughs> and, and even with his record, if you go through it, I mean, the circumstances the day that he ran below par, I think he had a virus, Matt was telling us, where he was coughing um, when he when he finished um, unplaced in the new market earlier this year. Yeah, well, you sort of, when you go through his form, he hasn't even had a dozen starts yet, and and majority of those he's been taken on also at the best level and, and the one time he's failed he's finished midfield in a group one with a virus so he's he's very underrated his form lines are sensational he's sort of only getting better the more he races and um I think the sky's the limit for him. Yeah, of course, that narrow defeat behind Giga Kick, of course, he wins that in one more bound last spring in the Daniel. Andrew, how many people are going from Newcastle to support your son on the weekend? How many of the family members? Oh, quite a few of our family are going. He's obviously got his partner coming. Uh, my parents are coming. They, they go every weekend with him, my parents. And um, my brother and sister are coming along and, and my wife and um, also Dylan's brother, Ryan, he's coming along too. Were your parents involved in racing? My dad was uh, sort of, to a smaller extent, he he wrote. He's actually from Scotland originally, and he wrote a little bit of track work um, when he was younger in Scotland, and that's sort of where he got the, the interest in racing. And um, when he when he came here and uh, had myself and my brother and sister, we um he just used to take us to the races a little bit, and um, yeah, that was his involvement. He tinkered around a little bit with um, training one a little while ago, but. Um, yeah, he never sort of had too many, So, um, but that was his interest in racing. Yeah, I'm wondering who's going to be more nervous when the barriers open, yourself or your son Dylan on the weekend? Oh, probably me. <laughs> no, Dylan's handling the occasions quite well and probably worked out good that once he first got thrown into the um, deep end with the big races, he had a, had him every week. He sort of, so his last carnival there, he was, he was riding in a lot of big races multiple times in a day each week. It's probably helped him and I've found he, he handled it very well. So obviously it's, uh, it's another level going into a race like the Everest, but um, everything you showed me, I'm sure he'll handle it fine. Yeah. And Dylan, as we wrap up, just uh, something away from racing that, you know, you like to, you know, relax a little bit. Obviously there's an enormous amount of pressure with being so, t- you know, obviously at a young age and having so much success. Uh, do you like gaming like some of those other apprentices in, in Sydney that you're, you're good friends with? Yeah, that's what us. That's what we get up to when we're not near each other. But if we're near each other, we're we're probably usually on the golf course. So um, yeah, we we don't really get much time away from each other, but we're able to switch off and and do things away from racing. So it's great. Thanks for coming on. I know it's uh, you know understandably probably many are chasing you at this this time, but thank you for coming on, both of you. No worries. How are you? Good on you, Dylan Gibbons and his dad, Andrew Gibbons, joining us this morning as we count down to this wonderful race, the Tab Everest. Twenty million dollars, extraordinary, isn't it? on the weekend at Ramwick.